0: Welcome back to another episode of the Excellence Cartel, country style. Didn't work. All right. So today we are going to talk about what to expect when prepping. 12 key points to ensure your success, because guess what? Competition season is now upon us. And I don't know about you all, but I am excited to see it this year go down. But first, as always, let's find out how Jason, who looks like a very blue Happy person right now, like, is doing for the last seven days. How how are you doing? Are you are you good? Are you good? Yeah, how, I mean,
1: I'm been in there. I mean, as I put up on my stories, I'm doing like a full PCT where I don't have HRT and I've got HCG and HMG and clomid, and I'm I'm kind of moody and you know it, it, it gives me anxiety. They gave me anxiety those those PCT drugs and uh, not loving it. Um, Business is steady. Um, added a few. Um, not uh, taking too many functional cases right now, but I am taking competitors. So, if you're a competitor out there and wondering if I have availability, I do. Um, general nutrition, I'm taking, um, just holding on functional clients at the moment. But all my coaches, I have six or seven of them, we're ready, willing, and able, all been trained up. And so, you can hit scoobyprep.com up and fill out a form, pick coach you want, and um, get connected with them. So,
0: Badass. Hey, man, I have a question I think we all want to know. When the fuck is ThyroBoost going to come back in
1: stock? Uh, man, we're trying. So we've had a bunch of different glandulars sent to us from mm-hmm. different countries. And when we test them, they're just not up to par. Um, okay. We've got one country that we can get it from, and they're out. And so, if you look online, any product with glandulars is just about sold out from any brand. Um. So we are going to bring out something called Thyroboost Essentials. It doesn't have glandulars, but it's got everything else to support the thyroid. So we're going to have that. And then once Thyroboost is, you know, we'll it'll, we'll eventually get the glandulars. And so then we'll have Thyroboost uh, Original and then Thyroboost Essentials. So Essentials will be just a little less aggressive. If you don't want glandulars and the active T3 and T4, then you use uh, Essentials. So that'll um, fill in the pipeline for a minute, um, until we can get that situated.
0: Well, thank you for answering. Cause I don't know about you, Jeffrey Sue, but I get like tons of questions about the thyroid boost alternatives.
2: And I'm like, that's
0: all I got guys. Neutrodine one. Either that or put the product together piece by
2: piece. I'm going to put this out there because my clients have been asking as well, when's it going to come back? When's it going to come back? And I just say, Hey, listen, the best we can do right now is selenium iodine and, uh, hope for the best. You know, I don't, I don't feel comfortable, you know, pulling some other product off of Amazon because it's just not the same.
0: I agree with you hundred percent there. And why have your captivated attention? Yeah. How's your last seven days been? How's the M4 doing in the
2: snow? You know what? I, I actually had to move the M4, M4 out of the garage because I had those mini splits put in. So in order for them to work on that part of the garage, I had to move the car out And then I couldn't move it back in because it started snowing. Like the tiniest bit of snow on the pavement, that car does not move. It'll just spin out and I'll probably hit like a tree in my yard or something. So I had to leave it outside. And then we had a huge storm. So now the M4 is like buried like under like two feet of snow. And I feel so bad for it because like it's never seen like – it's never felt the cold before. And now it's like I left it outside to like rot in this storm. I feel bad for it, you know? I it out.
0: you to go But outside. other than that,
2: I will have heat in my garage as of next week. Um, so I'm super psyched about that. I'm looking is it going to be
0: 47? 70- or is that it no? It, it'll it'll heat.
2: heat it up to like 70 degrees. Like this thing is like
0: too What's many splits.
2: At? Huh? What's your house at right now? Uh, uh, 63 right now. <laughs> 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 and, and I also wanted to tell people. Okay, so in case people wonder like where the hell I am on social media for the rest of this week. I'm getting a septoplasty done tomorrow at noon, not a nose job. I like my face just the way it is. Okay. But I have really bad sleep apnea and mouth breathing and stuff like at night. So it's been years and I've always wanted to get it done. And I figured what better, better way to celebrate my 37th birthday, which is February 6th, than to get a septoplasty and be in recovery for two weeks wearing like bandages and stuff. So, no. yeah,
0: I mean, I say go for it if it's going to make you feel better. Why the fuck not? Yeah,
2: yeah, but I won't be doing step by step. I didn't do it today, I was just buried in work. I had to get some stuff done ahead of time for the week, but um, yeah, in case anyone was wondering, that's that's what's up. But life is good, Jeff. Business is great, everything else is great.
0: Yeah, man, business is good for me. Uh, Relentless is going to be our website's going to be done in March and it looks fucking great. Um, the coaches are doing real good who are working underneath me. Iron House is growing like rapidly we just had another record setting month um i'm actually on pace to run out of space per square feet by august (laughs)
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) so i don't know uh, how quickly i'm going to be able to pivot and do number two um so i'm interested to see how this goes i have some things i'm going to do when it gets time to slow things down and i need to but um you know i just bought ten thousand dollars worth of equipment for the gym um so when you guys come we'll have some new additions i'm interested to try that new chest fly trying to think anything else man i've really just had like a good a good week like you know i i'm signing up clients i'm going through my list and getting old clients back so i've had like i've added like 14 people in a week um yeah no man i i that was like a hack that you know i nick has had us do and and man, I'll get on a little business thing. But when you have a list of all your old clients you've ever worked with, just hit them up, start chatting. You would be surprised how many people would just be like, you know, I'm glad you reached out to me. I've been thinking about coming back. Can I hit you up and get back? And I was like, sure. You know, and I enjoy that too, because some of those people, you know, I always enjoy training them. You know, you get to have a bond with people, as you said before, sure. Jason, you know, and it's, yeah. it's like, Oh yeah, you get back in the saddle again and doing it. Um, But otherwise it's been my last seven days. I got a little housekeeping notes. If you guys, uh, don't mind leaving some reviews. That would be really nice. Um, And then we have Amino Asylum. Have you guys tried the 600-mg of carnitine yet?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just no. got some, man. I thought it would be pretty good. I didn't think it burned at all. So that was pretty sweet. And then I bought myself some BPC and TB because I got to get my teeth ripped out of my head at the end of the month. I'm excited sure. about that. Wait, what? What are you? do Yeah, doing? I got to have, um for my brittle bone disease, my, my uh, jawline bone on my lower teeth is very like frail. So my gums are receding. So I have to have like two more teeth just ripped out of my head. And uh, a bridge put in 30 days later. And the dentist, like last time I felt bad for the dude, when one of my teeth, the tooth, he was taking it out, it broke into pieces. Mm. And he had to sit there and start scraping it out. And it started like the Novocaine started wearing off. And he was like, dude, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I don't want another shot. Just get it done. Just get it over with. And so when he oh. told me he was gonna have what he's got to do, he's like, We just gotta pull him. He's like, well, I promise it'll be so much easier this time because I just know to just reach in there and grab it and not fiddle with it. And I'm like, Oh know,
2: man. Teeth too, man,
1: yeah. So you'll be under you, you'll be you'll be awake, but under
0: Yeah, no, I'm awake, I'm hanging. I just Ugh. take the Novocaine. that's all I do. That stuff don't bother me yeah i think man my childhood fucked me all sorts of up (laughs) you know like breaking my own leg and keeping it broken for like 12 weeks already you know there's not much that really screws my head i mean that's why with keegan when he breaks his leg you know i i i can relate a little bit easier because i understand like what he's exactly what he's going through and can coach the ways to like think to get through that right which minimizes that but um so check out uh Amino Asylum to get back to the story because I'm gonna do that BPC and TB before my operation to see if it helps heal my uh heal me go up quicker. Mm. I'm like, yeah, why not? It'd be a good experiment to try. So you try can put it in see. space. Now you inject it.
1: Oh, just yeah. in the body. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh-huh. There's a lot of stuff I was reading where the some of those people, there's like a gum spray version of it you can use, and it actually has been shown to like heal up your gums in reverse, mm. like um uh, gingivitis and some of that stuff. I'm like, well, that's a- our periodontal disease. That was the name. It mm-hmm. slipped me for a second. So I'm interested to try it. Why not? And then guys, PEC four May 21st, May 22nd, Nashville, Tennessee. We have a killer lineup. It's pretty much going to be awesome. I know that I am updating my cortisol and HRV presentation. Jason, you switched. You're going to do another one, right?
1: Um, gut
0: health, wasn't it yeah. like practical yeah. gut health, uh, yeah. troubleshooting or something like that? Yeah. And then, Jeff, you're updating and doing yours uh, lab one again, right?
2: Uh, well, mine was on, like, troubleshooting, like, the four main, like, hormonal, like, dysfunction right. situations you see in women. So it'll be the same thing, but I might I might switch it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, clean it up a little bit. Yeah. Give her the Jeff Sue Polish.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, guys, I don't have any other guests to get to, to, like, pick on or talk shit to, so... Let's get into our 12 key points to ensure success for contest prep season. All right, right, guys. Number one, upping calories into a a prep phase to improve metabolic capacity. Mm. That is one we want to talk about. And Jason, that was one actually you threw me. So I'd like for you to kick it off and start talking. And how we'll do this podcast is... Um, I'll ask the question. I'll let you guys chime. Anything I want to, I'll say as well. And then that way we can get through the 12 points efficiently.
1: Sure. Um, righty. Well, I mean, a lot of times, you know, n- not every time, but what'll happen is you'll, you'll get a client um, says they're ready to do a prep. They sign up and in your investigation, you find out they're eating 1500 calories. Well, you know, if it takes a 500 calorie deficit to lose a pound of fat, and they've already kind of created that baseline, um, you know, being at that low level for a while. Their body's med- adapted to it. And so if you start prep from there, it's going to be a hours and hours of cardio and a very low calorie diet, um, which, you know, is not good for long term hormonal health. I mean, no prep is, but then you start low like that, it's even more problematic. So a lot of times what we have to do is we get clients and we got to build them up to at least 2000 calories if it's a woman, uh, maybe about 3000 if it's a man or higher and um, go from there. So I guess you know, the long the short of it is if you think you're going to want to prep start getting your calories up and hit those markers like I was saying 2000 if you're a woman and um, 3000 around if you're a guy or higher.
0: I think those are very, very stellar guidelines too, I know I use them with a lot of my clients I work with on hormonal restoration, especially women, the coveted two thousand mark. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Sue, do you have anything you would like to chime in there?
2: I think you know people just need to be aware that you know people people think that you know by hiring a prep coach they can just take the body and their hormonal systems and everything from where they are at now and then do a prep, and they don't understand that there is a prep before prep. So I think, you know, you have to temper your expectations a little bit and understand that in order to do things the right way, um, you may need to spend a couple months getting your body ready uh, to withstand the length of a contest prep and just understand that there's also going to be coaches out there who are going to say, hey, let's just do it. And um, you might find out after the fact that that wasn't the right thing to do. So being patient definitely pays off in the long run.
0: I have nothing further to say on that one because you guys covered it extremely well. I feel let's dive into topic number two insulin sensitivity. Now, Jason, you were the one who really brought this kind of out there. And what was it like 16, 17? Because yeah. you were at the at the one of Gorman's uh Leaf is phys- not Leaf Physique, it was uh what?
1: Physique Summit,
0: Physique Summit, where I heard you talk about this. I was like 2017, you presented yeah. on it because uh Mountain Dog was there. Yep. And um, I will say that I think that this one is a really big one for people to understand because if you're constantly throwing out numbers over 100 at all times upon waking, 120, three hours after meals, and things like that, you got some work to do. So, would you like to kind of, since you're the king daddy of this, talk about it so that way I don't disgrace it?
1: Yeah. So, insulin sensitivity, it just, is a way to say also that you're partitioning your nutrients in a efficient manner and so when you're sensitive to your insulin you don't need as much and the insulin that is secreted does the job that needs to happen to store the you know carbs proteins fats and so um if your insulin isn't if your body isn't sensitive to insulin it's going to require more and more and more And what happens is, is that this ends up being, you become less efficient at shuttling nutrients and more efficient at, you know, um, really the having convert to triglycerides and things of that nature. So, um, what you want to do is you want to make sure that, you know, it's good. We just told you to up your calories, but you don't want to be doing it sloppily and eating just tons of high sugar carbs. Um, and not watching, you know, you're, you're, you're just pounding food and kind of force feeding that can lead sometimes to insulin sensitivity issues. Um, the way to check it, just to know that you're okay. You want it to be around 85, um, roughly you can take your morning fasted. Um, like I said, anywhere from 80 to 85 to 80 to 90 is a good reading, um, And, but do know that those can be elevated from dawn phenomenon. So that's where glucagon signals and, you know, you you dump carbs for the morning to wake up. Well, glycogen and and glucose, but, um, and so, you know, there can be times where if you're stressed, that number's high and over hundred. So what we also do is have you check your postprandial, which is two to three hours after you eat, and those should be coming back to close into the eighties or nineties. And if those are elevated, like Jeff said earlier, 120s, 130s, still after three hours, um, you're, not, you're not insulin, you're, you know, you've lost some insulin sensitivity. So in that case, you know, you might wanna restore that before you die. And there's ways to do that. You can use glucose disposal agents like our new ethics, GDA max. You can basically pull your carbs down, clean them up, get them to be low glycemic and put a little bit more fats in the diet and um go from there hit cardio can help as well so you just want to watch that if you if you're if your insulin sensitivity is poor and you got to start a diet it's just not going to be super effective
0: do you utilize carb fast to restore insulin sensitivity
1: do i Mm -hmm. it's possible um usually what i do is is you know i'll drop them to maybe carbs just meal one pre and post um if for some reason that's still not working, I'll kick them into a deficit. I would do carb fasts probably as maybe my third or fourth step in trying to fix it. But sure, I mean, you could cut carbs um, by 5 p.m. and not have them again until the next day, till 10 or 12. And you can eat protein and fats then, just you know, keeping the carbs out will help as well.
0: Badass advice. Sue, you got anything you want to throw in there, my man?
2: Yeah. um, Sometimes, you know, with people, I like to do what what I call just macro shifting, right? It's just, if you think about it. um, So what I'll do is I'll start them off with like low, low lowish protein. So let's say 150 pound female. Um, Let's start them off with like 120 grams of protein, 100 grams of carbs, 75 grams of fat. So they'll start dropping. And as they drop, I will shift fat calories over to carb calories. So every, you know, Let's say I drop five grams of fat, you can add 10 grams of carbs because fat calories per gram is nine, and then carbs, calories per gram is four. So it's roughly like double the fats. So for every shift that you do down in fats, you can shift twice as much into carbohydrate. And so remember I said 120, 175. So maybe you know, six, eight weeks into it, that becomes, you know, 120, you know, 150, you know. 50-something or 60-something, however the math is, and go from there.
0: That's really good advice. I actually utilize that a lot. Girls who I'll start higher fat, I'll just slowly switch them over time and then yep. they and then, they're and then you,
2: and they get moving. Then you can work the carbs and calories up and then you get them high enough that you start pulling down the carbs again and then you get
0: yep, they drop through. Results. Works really well with gym pot people. Yep. I have found it works really well there Um, Next one, on, unless you guys feel like We need to talk about anything else with the insulin sensitivity I feel like that one was done with justice
1: Yeah yeah.
0: Jason, I just want to come right now and just fucking cuddle With you, you know what Sue, maybe that's what we we'll do For one of these episodes, just cuddle with Jason Underneath the blanket and
2: present- You guys will zoom me from, from <laughs> under the blanket <laughs>
0: From under the blanket Oh, that would be so good Oh Sue, that was great Topic number three, gut health. Guys, leaky gut, that's a big thing. You know, if you have a leaky gut, you've got higher inflammation, you got some potential thyroid stuff going on. You know, you are what you digest is what we are realizing now more than ever. Um, Sue, I'm going to kick it to you yeah. first. What would you like to say about gut health? How many how many people do you find come to you and then they don't even realize, you know, saying, hey, I want to prep. And they don't even realize their digestion's all wonky. What are oh. some steps you kind of do to fix that?
2: I have a couple right now who are like that where the bowel movements aren't great they're gassy and bloated and most of the time it's a diet issue they just haven't been eating right so i'll put them on a meal plan i'll select foods for them a lot of them it's like stupid stuff right it's like they're eating too much red meat or they're eating broccoli for their greens for every meal we know that broccoli contains raffinose which can contribute to um you know gi disturbances or gas Um, But in general, if anyone's suffering from a GI issue, thyroid, adrenal, whatever, kind of goes back to, you know, what we were saying about prepping before the prep, and you want to take care of those issues because they will get worse as you prep, they're not going to get better as you stress your body out through a contest prep. So I would suggest fixing that stuff first, finding someone who can really help you dig deep, and then, you know, do a contest prep after those issues have been resolved.
0: How long does it, do you normally tell when a client, say I come to you and I'm like, I want to work, you know, do this prep. How long do you usually find it takes to get through gut health issues before you could kind of, you know, begin the path of
2: prep? Based off of the clients I've worked with, with the uh, the SIBO issues and any sort of dysbiosis, it's going to be at least 12 to 16 weeks to fix the issue and run the labs to prove that we fixed it. And then we can consider maybe prepping after that.
0: Real quick, now I want to move on to Jason. What labs are you rerunning again on them when you're trying to determine the fix in gut health?
2: So so for gut health specifically, it's really going to be tied with thyroid a lot of times. So I'm going to be looking at mm-hmm. thyroid. I'll look at cortisol, of course, four-point cortisol or AM serum um, to, to make sure the adrenals are okay because the gut has been tied to you know stressing out the body, inflammation, all that stuff, leaky gut. Um, and I'll do the stomach acid test that we've mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, several times in this podcast and I'll just go from there.
0: You looking at CRP or homocysteine? Oh yes. Yes.
2: Of course. CRP. Yeah. For inflammation. Yeah.
0: Badass. Jason, you got anything you want to chime in there with some gut health? Maybe um, talk about your products and.
1: and- yeah. I mean, I was going to say, you know, um, there, there are some products that can help and, you know, new ethics, we do make a good amount of gut stack products um you know sometimes like jeff said it's um really you know food that's causing a big part of the problem um so you know if you have someone this leaky gut you know you got to get gluten out um dairy helps to remove alcohol um you know you can coat the stomach with aloe vera juice glutamine zinc carnosine things like that um but, you know, if someone has like a SIBO case, um, you know, we have Gut Defender, which you can go in and, and help, you know, basically kill those pathogens and the bacteria. And then we have Biofilm Resolve now, which helps get rid of the sludge that these bacterias create. So it's a one-two punch. Um, but, you know, if someone's just bloating an hour or two after they eat, a lot of times that's that's just pancreatin enzymes that Correct. they need um so you know i kind of find out like are you just waking up bloated are you bloated immediately or is it like an hour to two later when that chime kind of hits the duodenum and that's where the pancreatin enzymes really get pushed in and so someone can just be replete in that and so you know our utilize Mm -hmm. can go a long way with a probiotic to uh sure people up while you pull out some of the more um, sensitive type foods that cause that cause problems in people, and uh, before you know it, you've got you've got a healed healed gut. So,
0: yeah, I would also argue <clears throat> a touching point, especially for ladies, you want to really make sure your gut health is in order one because of estrobolome. Um, which is a collection of bacteria which helps regulate and metabolize circulating estrogen via a beta, an enzyme known as beta-glucuronidase. Mm-hmm. And number two, Hashimoto's. That's usually the trigger. And most women suffer from Hashis, and there's a lot of stellar evidence, pretty much saying, hey, it starts with gut health. Yeah. Um, it's a big co- contributing factor to it. So if you're a woman, because of estrogen, you know that's a way. If your digestion is off, you could potentially become estrogen dominant. And then number two, you want to make sure with thyroid health as well um let's move on speaking of ladies ladies having your period restored and healthy i'm gonna take it with you jason since i'm making filthy eye contact with you and we're mm-hmm. talking about
1: periods um
0: when you have a client do you um i presume you ask about birth control and all that stuff and where do you go from there after that I find yeah out birth,
1: birth control is part of my intake form you know are you on it um are you having any issues you know, because of it, you know, just because someone's on it doesn't mean they have gut health issues yet anyways, or, you know, feel estrogen dominant. Um, so, you know, I'm not one that messes with someone's birth control unless they come to me and say, um, you know, I, I'm feeling terrible. Um, but you know, my periods are weird or, um, I haven't had a period in three years. Um, you know, I feel anxious all the time, I'm moody, you know, all those things, can you help fix me? Well, then I have the conversation. Um, But you know, before a woman should prep again, I'm a big proponent that the period should be restored. So we're assuming, you know, they're not on birth control here. Um, And you know, that is a huge marker of health in women. And so if it hasn't been restored, and they go right back into another prep well, now they're pushing the hormones down even further. So it's just gonna be a longer recovery. And that's when you get even more issues, you know, the testosterone's even lower and um, hormones all talk. So, you know, you've got problems with testosterone, you got problems now with thyroid potentially, and now you've got problems with progesterone. So they all kind of, you know, group together and um, kind of work in tandem. So you get one off, now you got a bunch off. And the more you prep without restoring that health first, uh, the more that you potentially put yourself into a more precarious situation of recovering um, those hormones later.
0: All right. Now I know that um, people might be wanting to know this question or answer to it. If a client comes to you and she's on birth control has no desire to come off birth control. What do you do then if they want to interprep? prep?
1: I, as long as they are healthy, I, I don't have a problem with it. I well, keep them on birth control.
0: What, what's your idea of healthy, um, I mean, what they uh, have a no period on their birth control. Is that what well,
1: you're? you know, I'm not, if again, I kind of talked about at the beginning, if they're not saying they're anxious, if they're not saying they're, um, watery, if they're not saying, you know, they don't sleep well, if, you know, if they, if they feel good, um, and my role is not to sit there and pull them off birth control. And, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. if their body's operating with it, um, and you pull it off, you could actually make prep harder. You know, that post-birth that post birth control period can be tough. Um, some women get it back right away. Some women don't, they get real crampy, they get acne, it just depends. So I don't go open up Pandora's box unless someone comes to me and says, I've, I really wanna get off this, I've got all these symptoms and I know it's cause of that, can you help? Um, otherwise, if they come to me and, you know, everything else is good, their intake forms are good, their MSQ is not bad, I, uh, I keep them on it and roll into prep.
0: Cool. Thank you for clarifying. I just wanted to make sure it was all put together as a beautiful puzzle. Sue, you got anything you want to chime on about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would just look at lab work, you know, first. So, you know, birth control obviously can affect lab work in many ways. So as Jason was saying, if hormones aren't great, um, it could make the prep difficult. It could cause anxiety or, you know, uh, you know, inability to lose fat, you know, during prep, which is obviously, you know, what you don't want. Um, but mainly progesterone, I'll be looking at. So if someone's progesterone is like a point 0.1 you know, due to birth control, I'd want to support the body as much as I can. So maybe, you know, some of the supplements I would use during prep would be like magnesium and zinc and calcium, vitamin B, C, D, a B complex would be good. Um, but you know, I have like, you know, I think I have a couple girls right now in prep who are on birth control. One of them stands out in my mind right now, she's taken the Kylina, she has a Kylina IUD, which is similar to the Morena, And she also is on um, Loestrin, uh, which is a, a combo pill, I think. So she has those two um, to manage her PCOS. And so that's a situation where birth control should not be removed. She's seen many specialists. Um, she is on those two to manage her health conditions. So I'm prepping her with those birth controls in place.
0: Any uh, insights into that so far? Has it been like a normal prep? Anything you've had to plan for or or look troubleshoot?
2: I actually talked to Jason about this because I was questioning the way I had set up the macros and I said, maybe, you know, she's a little more, um, you know, insulin resistant uh, due to this, you know, combination of birth controls and also due to the fact that she has PCOS. And so I was looking at my macros and I felt the carbs were a little bit too high so we had, went up going with a higher fat approach and I think she dropped one pound since I made that change. So good. We'll see. And that was last week. So we're on track.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. All right, guys, we now have men cruising into a prep at least four weeks. Mm, Jason, you wrote, you know, discussing things like ACG to send signals to get more out of gear. I'll let you uh, elaborate on that, but I'll be honest, man. I'm kind of sad. I'm not competing this year because I've been cruising for now year number three. Hmm. feels like forever. I mean, yeah. very, very sad panda life.
1: Well, um, no trend, you know, it, basically at the end of the day, preps are hard, right? Um, you know, usually more compounds get added. Like you just said, trend guys use trend, it's hard on the body. So I'm not one that really wants someone blasting, you know, an off a, a cycle 16 weeks and then roll right into another 16 week, um, balls to the wall, stress prep. So, you know, my note there was at least cruise four. A lot of times I set up eight weeks, um, and then I was just saying, you know, if you hit HCG, that'll send some signals, and in theory, you know, when you get back on gear, it'll 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 work a little better um, by doing that, upgrade up upregulating LH and FSH. Um, so. Um, during that time, you know, man, you can hit the L-carn and you could still use a low dose GH, I'd come off insulin, but just kind of prep your body to not be going from one big blast into another. So now you've got 32 to 40 week, uh, blast going on there.
0: Are you uh, still recommending boron at 12 milligrams a day when you have them cruise?
1: Um, Yes, but do note that does lower SHBG and that's why it frees up free test. So if you're someone like myself who is prone to low SHBG, it might not be a great solution. So I personally have stopped taking it because my SHBG is like a five, which is not good um, because you don't circulate the androgens well, then you kind of want it around 40 or 50 um, too high. And then everything bogs down again because it, it binds to it too much, but um. You kind of need it in the middle range. Um, So, you know, I don't, yes, it it can help, but I don't, I am not as big pro boron just because of, I know that it can lower SHBG. And um, I think maybe that might have some effect on mine going so low. Sue, would
0: you like to chime in anything here on this one?
2: On SHBG and Jason's dilemma?
0: yeah no whatever you can sharp in whatever you want he's talking
2: uh, you know, about i actually had that cruising. what's that
1: he was talking about cruising but whatever
0: yeah well you oh, got on the shbg i didn't know soon because uh, he talks about shbg all the time
1: uh,
2: oh yeah the only thing that you know i can say here is that i've had that same experience that jason's dealing with now and for men it's not fun at all you just you just feel off the sex drive is down and everything so um, it's a good idea what Jason's doing, cleaning out for a month and, you know, reassessing. But other than that, I don't have anything to add to this.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's smart if you're going into a show using the least amount of possible and trying to hold your composition and all that. So that way, when you throw gas on the fire, you can actually make the fire burn. Yeah. So I like that. Next point, which we have is cardio. You would like it low going into a prep. Jason, this was your final question we had from you. Would you like to give a little background on that? When you say low, are you talking about the list? You talk about the miss or you talk about the hit? Yeah, or you talk yeah. about all of it?
1: I'm talking about all of it. Like, you know, uh, the less cardio you're doing, the better. And if you can keep a decent, you know, it's all about balance, right? Like we don't really, you know, there's some people that die at 25 weeks. And, you know, I don't really have a ton of clients to do that. I like to keep people within 16 weeks. So, you know, some people need cardio, but the lower you can get it, Then the less of a baseline you have. And what I mean by that is if you come into prep doing uh, three sessions of an hour a week, well, I really can't down that and expect fat loss to happen. You've already created that baseline. So I kind of have to keep that that going and build from there. Um, So it's best to get your cardio as low as you can and keep a good composition, body fat composition and start prep from a low spot on cardio so that the little bit that you add, it uh, it has an effect when you add it.
0: Agreed. Do you have a preferred method of cardio when you start working with people um, for prep? Like Liss, Miss, and Hit. You got the three different ones. Do you like use them all yeah. or do you kind of- I use them, them all.
1: I start with Liss, mm-hmm. Fasted in the morning, uh, about 110, 120 beats per minute. And then I'll use like uh, short hit, Uh, sessions of like five to eight intervals, maybe once or twice a week and go from there. Um, Sometimes though, with women, stubborn women, you got to get them on like a stair mill and just put them at 140 and go for 45 minutes to an hour, you know, to really get things going. And that I consider more of
2: a miss.
0: Agreed. Sue, anything you'd like to pour on topic there?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, Just think of cardio or think, uh, think of it this way, okay? In order to lose fat on a contest prep, you have to create a deficit, okay? There are two ways to create a deficit you can either eat less, you can do more. Both are stressors on the body. So you are looking and balancing between eating less stressor versus doing more stressor. And there are factors that go into this, like someone's schedule, their time constraints, length of prep that they can commit to. Um, so in some cases, it might be better to go with a calorie deficit versus a higher calorie expenditure. So you have to balance that, you know, between, you know, you know person to person and, and throughout the prep. And then the other thing about Jason saying about how there's lists, low intensity, steady state, medium intensity, and then hit high intensity. Um, you also have to balance someone's uh, stress levels and what type of cardio you decide to employ. For example, if someone is on their feet all day as a nurse or a teacher or something, moving around already a lot, you may not want to do a lot of cardio or you may not want to throw a hit on top of a lot of activities of daily living, ADL or NEAT that they are already doing on a day to day basis. So that has to be considered a lot of times you know hit is best reserved for earlier on the prep and we usually pull it end of prep because cortisol is high you're going to burn muscle off especially if it's a natural competitor if you're pounding them with hit you know four weeks out from a show and finally to touch on you know one of jason's points about stubborn body fat with women you know there's like you know with cardio you can go with fasted lists you can do post-workout lists you can do Fast and miss, post workout miss, and sometimes fast and hit, followed by lists. And that's um, that was pioneered by Lyle McDonald. Yep, um, I love that one. The fat yeah, stubborn
0: fat loss protocol works. Stubborn
2: well fat loss protocol. And that's with the caffeine, Yohimbe, and uh mm-hmm. EC e- Echinacea, I think it was.
0: Oh, I mean, I did mine with uh, Clint t yes. 3 L- carnitine, GH, and insulin.
2: So. Well, that's the enhanced stack. <laughs> I'm talking about the s- s- almost passable and like the Natty Federation stack. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, ECA, right? ECA. Uh, well,
1: ECA stands for ephedrine. ephedrine so you and oh, acid.
2: you can't do a ephedrine. No, but yeah, I think it's caffeine and like aspirin. I think some people take aspirin with it. But anyways, it's part of that protocol. I think you look it up online, but that's all I have to add. <laughs> I digress. Do you have a favorite one? Me? Yeah. Oh, I love walking. Jason will tell you, every time, you know, me and Jason would link up for a prep, I'd be like, yeah, Jason, I walked eight miles today, fasted." <laughs> and then he's like, why do you do that? But, you know, like people who know me know I walk like for preps. I'll go six to eight miles every day. I'll just put on like music, listen to like five Taylor Swift albums. And that's how I get, <laughs> that's how I get shredded. And my legs never downsize. I have no negative effects of doing all that cardio but well, that's just me.
0: Yeah. I personally have gotten where I like hit. I love that fucking aerosol bike. Now I really dig it. All right. Sue. now we're heading into your questions, man. Number seven, what is your lifestyle and mindset and where is it at in order to weather a prep? I'm going to let you kick this one.
2: I keep going. All right. Well, I get this a lot with, with my female clients and sometimes with the men too, you know, they're like unhappy with their lives. In, in some way they usually it's like a relationship issue. Like they just got dumped by their boyfriend or girlfriend. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to show them. I'm going to get shredded and get greased up and get on stage in a bikini. And I'm going to, I'm going to show my ex. And um, usually what happens is that then they start dating someone during prep. And then the whole thing just gets derailed and they, they start questioning and say, like, why am I doing this? Like, why did I even start? And all this stuff. Um, or it's like family issues or, or, job stuff or whatever, but either way you have to, before you do a contest prep, really take an inventory and think about what's going on in your life. What could possibly mess you up and ask yourself, like, why, why are you doing this? Cause you really don't have to, you know? So, so what is the reason for it? And really like, you know, it takes time to, to search for that before you start.
0: Jason, you got anything you want to say there?
1: Um, I mean, I think he covered it well. I mean, I, I think that, you know, preps are hard and it takes some stability and, you know, um, I think sometimes people rush into it and, um, you know, that can have that consequence where they, the prep gets aborted and, you know, it happens sometimes, like it's hard for a coach to sometimes always vet that out and see if, you know, things are, you know, off or on. But I guess, you know, in terms of the person who's listening, You know, make sure you don't have, you know, um, 20 credit hours in college and you're working a 50 hour week job and you're taking care of mom on the side. Like, you know, maybe that's not the time. Um, So, you know, it comes down to what someone thinks they can handle, though, at the end of the day, like, but uh, just know it's stressful and it's a lot. So, you know, sometimes the stage is always there and it makes sense to uh, hold off.
0: I'm going to give you guys one little free advice that kind of goes under lifestyle, I guess. But it's always good to have an extra three to five hundred dollars saved up because sure as shit, there's going to be things you need that you didn't account for in a budget and the financial costs to compete gets really up there especially towards the end so i always tell my clients i work with hey probably have a few extra hundred bucks in case there's some hidden fees or some other stuff or last minute subs or changes make sure you guys plan ahead so that way you don't get stressed um because lowering stress is a big part of it right. the next one is what to do if you feel like quitting well, that's fucking simple don't compete or uh, don't quit um i i don't know if i could really relate to that one because i'm one of those people like if I don't think I've ever had an issue where I've wanted to quit. I've had a lot of obstacles and I've always just looked at it and been like, like when Keegan broke his leg three weeks out and that, you know, and then of 2018 nationals and I had hurt my hip eight weeks before I had every opportunity to step away. And I I just couldn't bring myself to quit. I couldn't bring myself to ring the bell. Um so I'm going to let you guys chime on that one cuz that one <laughs> I like the question because I know a lot of people do will hit you up and be like what do you, I feel like quitting and I'm always like don't fucking quit take pride in it keep that promise to yourself you know and and coach them up but uh I'm going to let you take this one Jason to start
1: So what is the question
0: What to do if you feel like quitting And I said you don't quit <laughs> uh,
1: I mean I guess it it comes down to why, I mean, you know, if, um, if some client came to me and said, my spouse just got diagnosed with cancer and I've got to take care of them. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and guilt trip them to do a prep. Um, If they want to quit because they're hungry, I'm going to probably say, well, Hey, that's part of what you signed up for. That means it's working. Are you sure you really want to throw in the towel? So, I mean, you know, I'm not I don't think it's a black or white issue, um, to be honest with you. But I mean, as a coach, you know, I don't try to ever make anyone feel bad about, you know, having those thoughts. But I try to walk them through, you know, what would be the benefit and what would be the negative of it? And will they feel like, you know, they quit on something just because it got a little hard. So I think it just matters what the real issues are for me oh, as a God. coach.
0: You just made me sound like some insensitive, non-feeling, cold motherfucker. And I'm just over here, like, reading the question more like, what did you feel like quitting? Like, since I want to quit, I just like, don't quit. But I mean, like, Jason has to go down. Well, I mean, if they're diagnosed with stigs for cancer, I'm like, just, why don't treat me like an asshole? Thank you. All right. No, so- <laughs>
1: not at all. I mean, everyone can have their own thought process. Like, I get it. Like, you just feel like you're not built to quit. But like, I know. you know. There, it's not a black or white issue i don't think i mean there's gray areas you know whereas as a coach you're gonna have to be empathetic
0: oh i agree i think it's just one of those like you said if you want to quit because it's too hard or you're hungry or whatever like that's right. some that's some fucking bullshit get off that one i mean if you got real right. life issues that's another right. Sue, so, this was your question since jason and i probably just butchered it slaughtered it how did you picture this <laughs>
2: question i mean i had a girl actually um who was gonna do a prep. And you know, I follow all my clients on, on social media and I like to watch like what they what they do and then compare that to what they tell me in their check-ins. So I see this girl, she's always like eating out. She's like always having cheat meals, always posting like fancy meals and, and stuff like this. And she was on a prep. And I was like, there's no way this girl's following her diet. There's just no, there's no fucking way. And so of course she quits because she's like, oh, it's just like, you know, it's too expensive. It's not the right time. You know, I feel like I'm not balanced or whatever. And I'm like, all right, fine. You know, that's cool. And so she quit. But I think, you know, the way like I take this or my stance is like, listen, like you're not Tom Brady, like going to another Super Bowl where like, you know, the whole like country's watching you. And this is your job. You're being paid like millions of dollars. Like you're, you're doing a show prep to get in, you know, in front of a high school auditoriums you know, stage or audience for a plastic trophy so you can post it on social media. And feel good about yourself for a little bit. Um, it, the stakes aren't as high, so listen. If you don't want to do the show, then don't do the fucking show. Pick another show and don't compete. You know, it's cool. You know, but I think you know to build some sort of um, you know self pride and, and knowing that you you know finished something that you started. I think it's a good, it's a good idea to push through it and, and see what you're made of instead of always backing out when you know the water gets a little too hot. You know, so that's all I have to say.
0: Badass. Next one. So I'm gonna let you start this one. So once I say, you can answer it. Um, I'll chime in after that. But lowest you've had to go with calories on a male or female on high, and then the highest we've had to go. And I guess you're wanting an example from each of us, male and female. So I'm gonna let you start. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, I will say that I've had to take a female bikini competitor down to 800 calories a day. Um. And then I've had to take a guy and take his cardio up to two hours per day of walking. Wow.
0: Jason, do you want to chime in there? I don't know if anything like uh, that.
2: Yeah. I don't, don't know
1: if I've done 800, um, probably about a thousand, but I've had women do two hours of cardio. Um, I think men, maybe the lowest I ever got was 14, 15, something like that, maybe on a guy. Um, but I've had them do two hours of cardio as well, where, you know, it's an hour walking in the morning and an hour in the evening, and it's, it's a real bitch. Um, so, I mean, th- that's about my thing that, that comes to mind and that. So, you know, I guess the takeaway is sometimes it's, it's not healthy and, you know, you push through and you, you get on stage and pick a coach that knows how to kind of bring you back from that, that, that point, um, uh, as well, once you're done.
0: I agree. I think for me, the lowest I've ever had to go is probably more like, I think 900 was the number for me for a female with two hours, but she did not work. So she had to like, go get her knee up. And that was something I've seen a lot of people talk about too. When you got going into prep, especially when you start getting in the, you know, really deep into it, your natural tendency is not to do as much shit and just sit around and and usually what you'll see is people start lowering their own non-exercise adaptive thermogenesis, which means you have to go up on cardio a lot, mm-hmm. which is why sometimes you'll see people like doing three hours or something like that. I know for me with prep personally, I have to get down what Jason, about 1200 calories, two hours of cardio a day. And that's what it really you know takes for me to get that about the last six weeks to kind of get down to where I need to. Um, and then I guess what the answer to this question is, is there's no too low and there's no too much when you're trying to get to the goal that you need to get to. And as long as you're paying attention and understanding the parameters, which you're playing with, could we dare say correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think that's, you know, I mean, back in the day, we've already talked about this for the podcast. We did it with Gorman. Talk about how, you know, in the two, mid-2000s, all the coaches were just destroying each other over how dare you prep the person on 1,000 calories, two-hour cardio. And I'm like, that girl weighs like 115 pounds, she looks like, you know I mean? Like, what do you expect her, eating 2K calories every day and doing no cardio? Like, it just... Never really made much sense to me But that was like What the trend was For a little you know, bit
2: You know Jeff Jason will tell you That all All I really have to do Is just follow my diet Like just stop having cheat meals Like stop getting sushi All the time You know Stop going out for like Steak and sweet potato fries And then I just get Contests ready That's all I have to do
0: Yeah you and that Chick-fil-a shit
2: Yeah well, I was eating Chick-fil-a a, a lot too And then You know I, I stopped Because you know it, it stopped being popular On on Instagram So I guess I'd stop too
0: so- <laughs> um this one i thought was a really good one we're approaching our last three number 10 should you travel during prep or be a hermit like jason jeff and jeff Hmm. Hmm. jason i'm gonna pin this one to you man travel during prep or hermit
1: um honestly many many of my first preps i was a hermit and i regret it um but i didn't know how to do it any other way like if my meal said chicken and rice, I was damn going to eat chicken and rice. And that's hard to do traveling in an airport. It's just easier to be at your house. But now I know I can sub tuna and rice cakes for it. And I'm just going to, it's going to be the same fucking thing. Um, so listen, I think once you're four weeks out, it's tough to travel. You're normally Mm -hmm. irritable. Um, if you have to do it, but like up to that point, um, just be a little more relaxed about it. Fat loss will happen. As long as you're staying in a deficit, you can sub in foods that make it a lot easier. Um, and so I say, go for it. You know, if you can manage it, go for it.
2: Sue, so, what say you? Me personally, I like to be a hermit just because it's less stress. I don't like eating out of Tupperware um, if I go and order a prep meal out at a restaurant, I'm like, you know, did you put oil in this? Like, did you make sure that this is, you know, grilled or this Reggie is steamed? And I just don't want to be like that. I'd rather just get it done and just focus for like, you know, 12, 16 weeks and then compete and then enjoy my life after. But, you know, I actually had a client of mine, um, who's in prep right now, ask me this question today because she wants to take a trip, you know, weekend trip. And she's new. She she's uh, she hasn't been on stage before, but we did a mock prep before. And I told her, I said, listen, I want you to get in this. Competitors like you know, put your horse blinders on and you know, take the bar up a notch. And I want you to go grocery shopping when you're there, and then prep all your meals in your Airbnb or your hotel room, whatever. Get a fucking hot plate if you need to, and live this lifestyle and be a hundred percent to plan. And I want great results from you. You know, this time, this this time around when we when we diet you. And she was okay with it. She said, I'll do whatever it takes. So that's the mindset that I'm training on her. Does she really, really need to do that? No. So if you're listening to this, you know, my client, don't argue with me. We've already agreed. So (laughs) there's no one going back now. (laughs) I mean, I can sit here and say that
0: I think every single one of my preps, I've gone out. I've traveled. I've done what I've wanted to do. Friends going to the bars, I'd go. Hang out for a little bit. I'd go to dinners. I just went to eat. I drink water. I'd stay high. Um, and just, you know, <laughs> bullshit with them because I enjoyed the social aspect. Uh, you know, that's like I, I really do cherish my my group of guy friends that I had built. So mm-hmm. I would rather just hang out with them and they know what I'm trying to do anyway, and they're cool about it. They might give me some shit, but they know I'm just sitting there doing drugs. So it's just a different kind of experience for me than over alcohol but i'll I'll be honest man i think that what jason says some true wisdom there i get the last four weeks it kind of is what it is and you should be home base but before that man if you got some chances to make some memories you know you know staying up an extra hour too late to kind of go to the movies or or hang out with some friends or or spend some other time with some people i don't think is going to make or break you in all honesty um, cause you know, when you're getting there towards the end of prep, you're laying in bed anyway, miserable, trying to go to sleep. So, um, you know, I just, I just look at it like prepping's hard when you get a chance at the bright spots. I think you should take advantage of them. I guess is what I'm trying to say there. Um, and life keeps moving. Jason, you have anything else you want to chime after on all that? Maybe you had a moment no. of more, uh, of, uh, you know, panda reflection. No, no nope. Right. I'm good. Beautiful. All right. Sue, your last question, not letting prep and competing define you. Hmm. You take that.
2: Well, I mean, you know, at this point, I don't know how many shows I've done. I've done many shows. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, no matter how many times you you place first or second or third or don't place, um, you're still you. And after all that focus and attention is off. You know, when when social media stops giving you that attention, all your life's problems and your insecurities and everything uh, that you have to deal with prior to prep comes right back. So I find a lot of times that because people are a competitor, like they label themselves like I'm a competitor now, so I'm better than you. And uh, you're no better than anyone. You just are someone who happens to be crazy enough to eat chicken and broccoli six times a day, and work out two hours a day, and maybe take steroids to compete in a bodybuilding show. And you know, I love the sport. There's no disrespect to the sport there, you know, because I would classify myself as someone who does those things. But as I've gotten older, you know, I've realized that you know, if you let this thing thing define you you'll live a very uh, shallow life and uh, you won't you won't get out too much. So yeah.
0: I have a question for you and I think I want to know, yeah. but you weren't one of them who changed your name to MPC competitor, Jeffrey Sue. I've never done were that. Were you? <laughs>
2: never All <right>. done that.
0: <laughs> All right. now, I didn't know. I didn't know if you went like balls deep on it. Now you have moments of regret and cry over it in the shadows. No, no,
2: I've never done that before. And you know, you guys have been friends with me on, on social media for a long time. You've never seen me post that.
0: You post some crazy shit sometimes. I just got to be honest. But uh, not that crazy. If not that crazy. You're like, not that insulting, Jeff. I wouldn't insult no, myself there. I have All more right.
2: self-respect than that. Come on. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, Jason, what about you? You got anything to chime in here? You're the pro. We're just the fucking peasants.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I think that uh, you can get wrapped up into it for sure. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard not to if you want to be your best. Um, so you've got to kind of figure out how to buffer it. I mean, the only thing that I've kind of done over the years is I've taken a lot of breaks. Um, you know, I think there was a five-year hiatus. There's been many a two, three-year hiatuses. Um, you know, I guess it's one of those things that like Jeff said, you're no better than anyone just because you have muscles or, you know, you trained. Um, so don't go through life that way. And I I'm not saying any of our listeners do. Um, but there are guys and gals out there who, who do seem to kind of, uh, give off that air. Um, so, you know, make it be a passion, make it be a hobby. Um, like anything, the more effort you put in, the more you're going to get out of it. But at the same time, um, you know, make sure that you're balanced in that you've got a career and you, you know, you can, you can provide for your family or yourself and it's just not, uh paycheck to paycheck and, and buying your next uh, chicken and broccoli. So,
0: Agreed. Agreed. I honestly think that, um, I, I don't know about you guys, but since going in as, you know, like on your own in business, I don't know if necessarily like competing in prep is to find me, but it was definitely an avenue for me to go to then find work. And now I'm like, hold it into work and, and act like, you know, All drawn in and everything else. It's almost like I'm competing with myself at all times with business. It's very different to me, but I think competition, that prep, it got to me a little bit in the beginning, you know, like the whole, Ooh, I'm a competitor and all that. And I I can look back and reflect on that. And now I've just turned a lot of that in towards business. Um, it came out more in an altruistic way, but I I definitely think in the beginning, there's like that little bit of a hook that you're doing something that's, you know, pretty fucking cool. I mean, you know, if it was easy, everyone would look really good. Um, and the stages would be packed, but it's not that easy and it's a lot harder to do than most people give it credit for. Um, so yeah, I liked what you guys said there. That was really good. I think we all get lost in different things a- along the way. Um, especially yeah. Sue third place junior essays,
2: <laughs> you know, Jeff, I also want to say like the other thing I see now is like people who are, you know, coaches or whatever. Um, if you think you're, you're better than everyone else because like you're a trainer or a coach or something like, that cause you know more or whatever, Um, You can get easily lost in that too. And then um, the final thing is, is like get out and like associate with different people and like different social groups if you can. I know that fitness can like, you know, draw everyone in very tightly. And then when you're surrounded with only people in this like small little world, you tend to grasp onto things that, you know, define you within this subset more frequently versus like if you were to hang out with like a bunch of people who like, I don't know, like road horses or you hung out with a bunch of like Wall Street bankers. Like they wouldn't give a fuck like where you placed at Junior USA's. Come on. They, they care about like, you know, whether, you know, you, you own GameStop or not or, uh, you know, AMC, you know. So
0: <laughs> those guys were, were were badass. I do want to touch on that, though. I see what you're saying with a lot of coaches, you know, because I've consulted and worked with different ones over the years. I know you guys have that whole shit about them thinking like they know more than the other person or that their certifications or training is superior to other coaches. I'm yeah. like, you do realize like that is so fucked up false. Like, you know, I thought I knew shit about business, my little cute business management degree. I could tell you I've been hammered into fucking dog shit in the real business world over the shit. I thought I knew they got exploited that I did not know and got chewed up and burned out and spit on. And then was like, all right, well, learn that lesson. Nothing beats experience. I don't, you can have the best certifications. Shit, you can have the best textbooks, but if you don't have the experience and the in the work trenches and the ability to get along with other individuals, you will stay stuck. That much, I, I think. Yep. The last question is let your coach coach you. So this was me. And this is one I think that probably frustrates all three of us is we'll, we'll write a plan and we, we we get it all like, okay, this is perfect to lower inflammation, perfect to rest them, perfect to kind of get them ready for prep, feed them up and so forth. And then they're doing extra hit or 20 extra minutes less or, you know, I went ahead because uh, I, I ate a little over yesterday, Jeff, I went ahead and went right back to my low carb day and took another 50 grams of carbs off. Um, You know, I decide not to do that workout and decide to do this one over here and, and it makes for a confused mess because what you're doing is you're, you're paying a coach for their expertise for their, for their ability to lead you to where you want to get to and if you're constantly screwing with a variable it's very hard to tease that out and it always impressed me, but I think coaches who hire other coaches are the worst. (laughs) You know what I mean, it's like, fuck Jason. He's not giving me any hit. I want 10 days of it, you know, or some shit. Um, But I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that. You know, do you guys think that that's something that a lot of people get screwed up going into prep? Like that, you know, what the role of a coach is and how I actually get them to the winner's
2: circle. I'll I'll take this one. Go for it, man. Well, Well, I'll say that I do, I do coach, um, several other coaches and practitioners right now who are, I would say just as knowledgeable as I am, but maybe the application they just haven't seen as many cases as I have. So they might need a little more guidance there, but yeah, there's a lot of pushback. They're like, well, you know, I've heard, you know, I'll say, you know, I want you to take this supplement. They're like, well, no, I want to take this one. This one's better. Or, you know, I don't believe in you know doing this or that, you know, I've always been trained to do this or that. And I'm like, well, listen, then why are you coaching with me? Why don't you just do it on your own then? You know, but, um, well, the funny thing about coaches hiring other coaches is, well, everyone knows that, you know, Jason has prepped me for my shows since like 2010. And as I've gotten better as a coach myself, I'll be like, yeah, Jason, you know, I think we should do this, this, and this, mm-hmm. but I'll still like have him prep me. And then like at some point in prep, Jason, I don't know like wh- when that point is, but I'll switch. And I'll be like, all right, you just tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so funny story about Jason and I. I actually think I might be one of his easiest clients and that's in the sense, like I send my pictures by tracker. I don't say another fucking word. He just gets my pictures tracker. I wait for the email back. The only time me and him ever had a snag is one time I was at middle of prep. It was junior nationals. And he was fucking just starving me to death with like 10 grams of fat a day or something ridiculous. And I forgot to upload my tracker, do something. And he like bit at me. And I was like, (laughs) like, Adam, he's like, listen here, buddy. And like, I got the firm Jason tone. Have you ever had the firm? Firm, like real firm, stern, Jason Tones.
2: So. No, I've never, I don't think he's well, ever- You're really, missing out. No. <laughs> I've always backed down though, when because I know like when he tells me something, you know, to do this, I don't argue with it. I just do it because I know it's in my best interests. On well, prep, so. I, I
0: listened to him. I was just saying, I just got his stern tone once when I bit back about a tracker being attached to an email. But uh, yeah, no, Jason, I feel like I, I need like a, a discount or something because I'm so damn easy. You just look at me and go, you're not fat still, keep dieting.
1: Well, I think your price is way lower than any. I know, but don't let me <laughs> don't remind
0: me of that fact. Remind me of the glorification I will seek for myself
1: yeah. by discussing
0: this now. Um, do you have anything you want to chime in on this topic? Um, you know, well, about, I like mean, coach, I, coach.
1: Just, I just think any people should understand, like, you know, if if we set a macro level, um, and you're not following it, well, then it's it's almost impossible. It renders us impossible to adjust because right. you're all over the place. So if I pull 50 cars, but you're already missing a whole meal a day, that move's not going to do anything. But in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, that's going to be a 250 calorie deficit or 200 calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, with a little extra list is going to be about 300 per day. So another half a pound per week on what we're already doing. But if you're already missing meals or, you know, pulling things, then that's not going to have an effect. Um, so that's why it's important. And, you know, if you have issue with something a coach is doing, then talk to them about it. Like say, you know what? I think like in the past with this much fat intake and carbs, like I, 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 I stall a lot. We gotta, we gotta get one or the other lower, or, you know, just you, if you've been doing this for a while, give, you can give your coach input, but don't go doing it on your own, you know, for a week without telling them. And then you finally tell them cause then it's kind of already messed up the week and you know, things like that. So I think it's better just to have an open communication with your coach. Um, If something's going on, and you're not uh, a noob, and you know that maybe something's not going to yield results as well, just discuss it with them, you know, and then they can say, Oh, well, well, here's where we're at. That's why we're not really looking for two pounds of fat, or, you know, pound of fat a week or whatever. Um, And then the coach can kind of give you maybe more background on why they have you where they're at. Um, So that's my take.
0: Agreed. Can I ask you guys a bonus question? Sure. Or a bonus thing, actually. Sure. What is one piece or one hack that you would offer to any competitor that has helped you get through a prep that you rely on or utilize to help yours be successful?
2: Mm, I know. I know one.
0: Go. Go say. for it.
2: I, Whenever I prepped, I would have a calendar, um, like a visual calendar, like a whiteboard kind of thing, like kind of like smaller than the one that um, is in the back of me. Um and I would X out, like I would have all the days like numbered. So I would know, like I have literally like this many chances to get it right until the day of the show. And so that visually gave me like a sense of like tangibility and therefore I can relate some sort of pressure to that tangibility and say, listen, I've only got X amount of days. I can't fuck up. And you take it one day at a time and control what you can and just keep going like that. And that's really helped me mentally.
0: Agreed. 100%. That's all advice. Jason, one little hack or
1: trip? Um, I like visualization um when I'm doing cardio and you know, it's post workout cardio or whatever, or maybe it's morning, whatever, and it's really just dragging and it's rough. Um I like to close my eyes and envision myself being called in the top call out and then going through my poses and how I'm going to adjust each one cuz you know, you should know how to pose, but then there's always little tweaks that are going to make your body look better. And I go over those things to remind myself. Um, So, you know, that works for me and getting through the cardio and then also kind of seeing myself standing up, you know, as one of the top five.
0: Yeah, I'm a lot like uh, between the both of you. I'm really big into the visualization of the end date and visualization of what it looks like um and understanding that that's just more time and i've got a pastime in the meantime and uh you know i think if you could deal with hunger in smart ways like you know distract yourself like i'll tend to read more when i'm in deeper in prep because you know it's a distraction or walking like sue does if you're walking six eight miles a day you're not going to cheat on your diet (laughs) um you know or just be like jason don't bring any food into the house and starve yourself and you know et cetera except for the cream of rice you got right Cream of rice was like your big thing for the last prep, wasn't
1: it? Me? Yeah, because when you came yeah, down always, here, you loaded with it. I always use it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just it—it's really easy on my digestion. Um, it's zero fats, so and then you can add what you need. But you know, if you need a low-fat meal, it—you know—it provides that. So I—I um, I, I bloat after you know one or two bowls of oatmeal. So I've just always switched over to cream of rice
0: sweet you guys have anything else you want to chime in i feel like we've delivered on a 12 plus one podcast pretty well
1: nope i'm good all right one,
2: one fun fact cream of rice and rice cakes and pretzels are all the same gram weight and are all interchangeable if you want to use that on your diet so 20 grams of cream of rice equals 20 grams of rice cakes equals 20 grams of pretzels
0: Bet you didn't know that. I absolutely did not fucking know that. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. So, guys, <clears throat> would you like to hear who I talked to during our podcast? Dearest Austin, would you want to sub in for Sue and be our Sue next Tuesday on the TEC? He says, yes, I could do that. What's the topic? I said, what you think? Jason and I are open. Maybe training or something sexy like cybo or the migration of bats. He said, last one's good. I enjoy seasonal migration. It is my jam. But I do think talking about cybo, leaky gut, or leaky anus are things that we could have a good discussion about. So, um, Jason, I'll get with you. Maybe we'll do a cybo thing because I know Sue's sick of talking about cybo. Uh,
2: yeah, um, I'm sorry. Maybe, we'll
0: maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll take on cybo for the podcast why we have Stoot. If you're Sue, I got to call him like Stu, like Stoot, or i call him Stout, or I'll have to think of some cute little nickname to... To refer okay. to him, either I'm going to refer to him as Sue the whole time, and just have him just, <laughs> like you can't be Austin. Austin doesn't exist on this. It's Jeffrey Sue
2: yeah i'm telling you it just won't be the same man but you know i appreciate you giving me like a week off you know i'll, I'll be you know recovering probably bleeding out of my nose for two weeks so. do you
0: want me to call you during the podcast and like let you be on air and just hear how you sound for the audience like you hey. know
2: i would love to come on just to say hi real quick that'd be nice
0: all right well then maybe that's what we'll do maybe i'll i'll, I'll buzz you in and you can tell everyone all the good feelings and you can you could talk to your doppelganger why <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. All right guys well I'll have this posted and um so next week we have Austin and then the week after that we have my business coach Matt Park coming on to discuss systems and a lot of different cool shit that I deploy with my company that has really helped my growth. So that's what the next two weeks are. Until then, guys, I will chat with you on the backside. Be sure to check out the PEC website, www.physiqueeducationcollective.com. We'll be updating our newest flyer and getting the tickets out there for Nashville, May 21st, 22nd.
1: Ciao.